So the way we're going to do it is I'm going to share like a question that we've been thinking through or that we've asked others, and then we'll kind of interact together about like what we've learned. And, and, uh, and so that's kind of how the format goes on this, because we want our teaching to be both practical and theological. So earlier we were setting groundwork theologically for what it looks like to disciple our children. Now we just want to get practical. Like, so what does that look like for us in all these different seasons? And, and then we'll flesh that out at, at your tables and stuff, too. So first thing uh, that I was going to ask is, uh, ask Monica, Mon, can you share with us your journey in growing and understanding family discipleship? A little bit of your, your journey. Yeah, and so just to preface this with you guys, like, we're just normal people, um, and we're on the same journey with you guys, but um, we're hoping that many more of these nights and around your table, you guys are sharing what is your journey of family discipleship looking like. So Stephen and I don't think we no. have know anything that you guys don't. It's just we're trying to lead our church out in this effort. So I hope you hear everything that we say and just we're a team together. Um, So I didn't grow up in a Christian home. So I came to know Jesus in college. And um, yeah, when I got pregnant, actually, it was like, ah, I'm pregnant. There was a lot of tears. I didn't Um, anticipate. We were surprised. And then I was like, ah, how do I raise this human? Um, And so immediately I got to learn and like Jesus teach me in your word, but also like learning from others that were ahead of us. Mm-hmm. So I just like, I feel like we really doom ourselves to foolishness when we don't heed wisdom from those that have gone before us faithfully. Um, and it kind of makes me sad when I only hear people ask people in their current life stage, like, how do you do that? Like, yes, that you can learn from that. But man, ask somebody like who's ahead of that than you. I mean, we're going to be entering the teenage years. I am constantly picking friends that I know that like are raising their family. What does that look like to raise teenagers in the city? What does that look like? You know, so that's been something just learning from the word, but like learning from others that are ahead of us. Um, a lot of humility, just Jesus, I need you. Um, we were talking around the table, making space to be with Jesus. Like Stephen said, it's really hard to lead our kids. if like, we're not, um, leading ourselves. Also, I think just as moms and dads, like speaking back to the lie that the little years are the lost years. Like if you can just get through these years, then like everything will be okay. But rather, these little years are amazing years and they're gone so fast. Um, And Jesus wants to meet us in these seasons. So rather than like, like, I don't know, complaining through these little years, like really, Jesus, what does it look like to raise these little people? Because they're going to be here and gone. Um, And then, yeah, I think just understanding family discipleship, just through prayer, humility, the word, learning from others, um, Mm -hmm. and just consistency. It takes time and it's often not convenient. You know, it just takes a lot of Mm -hmm. intentionality and time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Stephen, what do you think is a practical way to help our children learn and love Jesus? Yeah, so, I mean, I really do think, yeah, we need to model it. If you teach towards it, but you're not exhibiting a love for Christ, affection for Jesus, they're going to see through it. And so the first question is like, am I walking with Christ? Do I love Christ? Is my affections warm for him? And if not, Start there. Like, Jesus, would you rekindle my affection for you? We all know seasons where maybe we've been in a better spot, but I think being honest with where we're at, that way we can model it for them. That is so much of the Deuteronomy text. Like, in your life, as you go, show them how Jesus is shaping everything. And then three simple words that we think about when we do family discipleship. Uh, I, certain people have coined it, but, it, but it's just reality. There's three, way, three things that kind of always should be a part of kind of discipling our children. It's reading 
Reading God's word together, maybe Jesus' storybook Bible, maybe actual scripture, maybe a verse, maybe a psalm, but reading God's word together, uh, praying together. Um, and I would say, like, don't wait. Like, begin to invite them as soon as they could speak and trying to vocalize prayers and, and journey with them and ask them to pray at dinner and ask them to pray before bed and do it with them. Uh, it's a really beautiful thing that your kids can actually learn to pray and you'll actually be blown away with their childlike faith, with their consistency. I mean, my kids are weeping, some of them, for their lost friends who don't know Jesus. And that, I mean, you want to talk about what stirs your affection and the realization, like, God, help me grow, is to watch your kids really start to flesh this out because they're just genuine. They are who they are. And so I think that's really important. And then lastly, uh, sing. Sing with your kids. So read the scripture, pray together often, and sing. And you might say, I'm not a singer. That's really embarrassing. There are amazing kids' YouTube videos that are high energy, tons of fun, Turn it up loud. She's notorious for uh, videoing me and putting me on Instagram. I keep hearing of these things. And so, but look, it's like, who cares if you look foolish? Like, let them see your joy for the Lord. Let them see, like, Christianity should not be boring. Our Savior died for us and rose again so we can be forgiven, so that we can be free. And that's worth singing and dancing to me and silly. Like, even when my kids' friends come over, they're like, Dad, can you do Jesus Freak? <laughs> yeah, I can. Sure. Like, and apparently she put me on the line the other day. But you know, it's like we laugh, we play, we, we're not stiff. We, we are so blessed. We should be lighthearted people. And, and I think our singing uh, together is really formative. And, uh, and they'll grow to enjoy and love singing when we do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one other question that we've heard a lot. Um, yeah, kind of like what does read, pray, sing look like kind of in different seasons when my kids are really little, when my kids are maybe three or four. So maybe just how that's looked over the years, Monica. Yeah. So again, you guys could answer these questions too. So for us, it can be simple and imperf- imperfect, but the two words, it has to be rhythmic and intentional. Um, and we were laughing at the table, you know, like many times it's like, eat poking each other at the table and maybe like we're breaking up a fight and you know but you can't incentivize or force to ensure their hearts are won by the gospel but we can like model it and like lead it out and like hey charlotte sorry you saw me lose my my temper today um yeah like can you forgive me for that but like what does it look like so when they were babies seasons change right we we're just talking to Loretta. It's like they're in a new season like with a newborn um pay attention to your season and like figure out like where where are we at in this but man when they're babies trust god to do the work uh, even when they were in our womb like reading the bible to them like they're listening to you um we got really intentional over every diaper change like to pray specific things over them like the fruit of the spirit the attributes of god big kingdom things that they they're not just like like this that's great if they're an athlete one day they're academic but man i pray they're a jesus follower and if it takes them across the world and and they one day die for the gospel like that would be awesome because that's what jesus would want for them um we picked specific specific scriptures that we feel like god and the spirit's given us for our kid and we actually pick new ones every year and we write them down in our bible um i mean so much so that i say before my kids every day when they go into school Lord God bless you and keep you, and they always and make us face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And like, no, uh, but like, I want them to yeah. know the word of God over them. Like, you know, you're you're going into the enemy's field every day. You know, like I want you to know the Lord's over you and with you. Um, and like Stephen joked around. I mean, I remember when Mercy was maybe like two and a half, and it's Christmas time. It's like a mixture of Santa and learning the Christmas story, and she like sings this song, and she's like. 
God loves you when you're bad, but he loves you even more when you're good. And I'm like, well, like, God loves you all the time. But, <laughs> but like, realizing, like, hey, that's, you know, she's working out what she thinks. Um, but, you know, when they're in toddlers and preschool, like, they learn through play. So, man, get Play-Doh out. Like, get great songs where you have a family dance party. Um, and you guys do all this stuff. I mean... There was a season where we were really struggling with not talking nicely to one another. And so on our dinner table for weeks sat honey and vinegar. And when there was an unkind word that came out of our mouth, taste the vinegar, please. You know, like what, what, how does Jesus want us to speak? He wants us to speak with sweet words. So like use illustrations, like with your toddlers, like things that they can like concretely understand. Um, we talk a lot too, like. You can plan things, but a lot of things are just, like, reactive. Like, as you're walking and you see, like, an amazing butterfly, like, wow, man, God is so creative. Look how he created this butterfly. Or, like, you're praying for their PSSA testing today, and, like, they do good on that. Like, man, let's stop and give thanks to God. He helped you have an alive brain to take this big test today, you know? And, like, so there's, like, planned moments, and then there's, like, reactive Mm -hmm. moments. Um... We talked, you guys talked about it around the table, meals, prayer, bedtime, your commute, you know, utilize that commute in the car. Um, And at the end of the day, we're after relationship over ritual. You know, you know your kids, you know what they like, you know, honestly, Mercy, she always needs a wrestle before family discipleship. There's no way she's (laughs) going to sit down and listen without a wrestle. So he just knows that like, I'm going to, it's going to help her. Yeah. yeah, It's going to help her. It's going to help like her be more engaged. Um, yeah, what do you, so that's the question. What do you do about kids that strug, struggle to, like, um, want to listen to God's yeah. word? I mean, we've, yeah. we're there. We've been there. Yeah, what are some things yeah. we've done? Duct tape and briberies. Don't be beyond. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I think you have to get creative. You need to be honest enough to say, like, is this, like, going well? And don't be too hard on yourself. We're figuring it out. Seasons change. And so... You know, there's seasons where it's like, man, to get the Bible and actually read something without somebody speaking or trying to do something funny or farting or something like, it's just impossible. So sometimes you just have to say, I'm going to go with a different strategy. Why don't I act out the story tonight and do it fun, bring it to life and just talk about maybe one big thing you learned from what you learned from the story. Awesome. Like, so I think being creative, you know, and thinking outside of the box, uh, realizing there's going to be different seasons. Um, yeah. And I, I, I do think, um, yeah, just... Sometimes we take ourselves way too seriously. I think we need to be serious about wanting to teach our kids the things of Jesus. But if they're not enjoying it, I should probably go, let me evaluate. Is there some way I could bring this to life? Is there, you know, coloring pages? Like she said, Play-Doh, like try to figure out. And when they're really little, like we get it. Like when they're that age, like it's not going to look the same. But like don't underestimate the power of God's word read over your children. Don't underestimate the power of prayer prayed over your children consistently. That when they start to articulate things, you're like, where did that come from? And you realize they've been hearing these things from before they could talk. They've been taking these things in. And so I think that's something, you know, we've, we've seen. Yeah. And we give them, we give jobs. Like now that two of them can read, Hey, do you want to read this story tonight? Yeah, that's like super it. helpful. Yeah, they can't really do too much when they're reading outside of the story. You know, like so pull them in. Yeah, yeah, give them little jobs even before they can read. I mean, I'm trying to. I mean, you guys know it, and you can talk around your tables in a little bit. What do jobs look like for toddlers in your house to be a part of the story? Um, yeah. So a big thing I think we through our parenting has been like confession and repentance. Like, um, so maybe Stephen and I'm happy to share too. Um, 
Yeah, what has been an experience where you've confessed sin yeah. to like one of our girls and asked for forgiveness? Yeah. What does that look like in family yeah. discipleship? So, you know, as she asked me that question, just thinking through it, it, it feels like I can't even put like when was like when, because it's just such a reoccurring thing where is I'm often confessing a tone or a quick word or a short word. So if your sin is like, oh my goodness, mom's sin, like what mom asked for forgiveness, like no, like it shouldn't be so regular. They're learning like this is what we're all living in. We're all sinners who need grace and need Jesus. And so, you know, typically, probably at least one or two times a week, it's, hey, we're all, we got one full bathroom. So we're all in the bathroom and mercy or we, we got one hairbrush right now and everybody's hair gets really wild and crazy. And so generally around that time, I could struggle. Like Mercy likes to comb her hair with the lights off. I don't know. She just does better with the lights off. And, and everybody's waiting in there and she's working it out. And we're all waiting and waiting and waiting. And, and, and then, you know, I can make a comment like, Mercy, could you, you hurry up? And then Charlotte could quickly add, you know, yeah, Mercy, could you hurry up? And then I'm like, Charlotte, don't say that. You're not the dad. And then I'm realizing like, oh, shoot. Like, I just literally responded off. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's pausing, recognizing, wait a second. Like, I, I've discouraged my daughter. Pause, pull aside. Um, yeah, and confess that. And then if it's, we always say if it's public, if it's public sin, it's public confession. So it's not just pull Charlotte into the room. Daddy, sorry. It's Hey guys, everybody's aware daddy just got upset. So I want you all to know that your daddy was wrong. And would you forget? I asked Charlotte to forgive me, but I want you to know I'm sorry. And uh, yeah, and there's forgiveness extended. Now, the fun part is when they start seeing us working through something, maybe well, maybe not so well. And then Mercy's like, hey dad, that tone, you might need to ask for forgiveness. And I'm like, not yet. I'm still in the moment, babe. Give me a second. Like the girl's like, no, you need to repent, dad. You know that was wrong. I know it was wrong. Give me a second. I'm still in the flesh. <laughs> you know, but, but like, it should be like, not like revolutionary that we're all sinners. We all need grace. We all get grace. Like, yeah. and I think the other thing that we've been really big on is don't let the words fool you. Watch the heart. Yeah. The goal is not mercy. You just did that. Tell Charlotte, you're sorry. I'm sorry. Like, that's not what we're after. Like mere words. We want to see a heart broken over sin and touched by a sin. And then we want to see restoration of relationship take place. And so that's something we're entering in with them. We're trying to get beyond just words. It takes a while. Sometimes you're revisiting it in 30 minutes or later on, but, but you're hoping to see a heart change. Um, You're hoping to see the person who generally responds by running, coming back in the room, addressing the issue, and then starting to play games again, whatever was going on. You're starting to see them play again together. Um, so I think that's really big for us. More than words, looking for heart change. Um, yeah, so that's something I think we're kind of watching and yeah. praying towards. Yeah, I mean, I've had to, re- I, repenting feels like it's normal as breathing for me. Not that I'm saying I have the license to sin, but that's just a reality. Like you hang out with us long enough and we're going to offend somebody. So, I mean, even just this week at dinner, I was angry with him about something. And I definitely wasn't holding it in well at dinner time. It was becoming very apparent that I was like irritated and frustrated and um it just made the whole it just poo-pooed on the whole dinner like you know just ruined it and like they feel it they feel the tension we're like we're gonna talk after they go to bed you know but it's like just trying to not talk about it but it's clearly like the elephant in the room and you know but they went to bed and Charlotte's like I sure hope you and dad talk things out tonight but like the next <laughs> the next morning I like had to let them know you know what dad and I like we made things right and like honestly like 
you know what, girls? I was really trying, I got really frustrated because I was trying to take control of a situation that I don't really have control over. It really is in like the Lord's hand. And so me trying to take control of it led me to being, asking your dad a thousand questions, which he couldn't answer, which then led to me being angry at him. Like, and just telling them like, hey, these are the idols in my heart. I like really struggle with control. And, and then like, you know, like you said, public sin equals public confession. Yes, we did restore it that night, but I wanted them to go to school the next day, like knowing mom and dad worked through it. Mm-hmm. Like, I love you. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I stunk up the dinner with my bad attitude, you know, like, but man, girl, like that's what just that there's grace, like for all of that. Um, you know, it's been really cool with Karis, um, mm-hmm. our five-year-old, you know, she is learning like vertical, horizontal forgiveness. So like when she does something wrong, what is that? She used to say this all the time to us. She used to say, well, I confessed it to God, so now I don't have to tell you. I'm like, <laughs> okay. And, um, but I was, you know, yes, but, you know, you did hit your sister, you know, when you took that Lego. So do you, I'm so thankful, and I know God forgives you for coming to him, but do you need, does he want you to make it right? And we've really seen her move. She used to say that same phrase, I confessed to God, but, and now I don't need to tell the other person. She said that for like a year straight, and it's been really <laughs> wonderful to like watch her, even this morning, she did something and like on her own without any prompting went in and said, Charlotte, will you please forgive me for yelling at you? And like, I just thought like, ah, we like, like it's cool. But that's like what I was, you know, telling my table, like it's not an overnight thing. So like, don't be discouraged if you're like, ah, cause we are definitely there. Some days mm-hmm. it's just like, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but I still am upset, you know, like, so just there's grace for, yeah, there's grace for all of that. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the things for us has been like, it's going to be inconvenient. It's going to not be at the right time, right? And, and just a willingness to slow down, to get on their level. Uh, here's, the, here's the danger. There are ways to get quick responses, yeah. but not with right mes- methods. So I know Charlotte has a real desire to please mommy and daddy. And if I want to get her heart soft or crying or, or, or get her to move from that place of hardness... I tell her how ashamed that, like, Charlotte, I'm so upset at you. Crushed immediately. Don't, like, that's an easy way to get things moving. It's not how our Heavenly Father relates to us. Yeah. It's his kindness that leads to his repentance. He doesn't shame us. You know, and so there's a tendency to, to want to go to quick fixes, shame, or, hey, do you see anybody else in the room being that mean? Right? So use comparison to shame them, to guilt them. And listen, we all go there at times, right? I mean, let's be honest. Like, you have to cognizantly just go, wait, I shouldn't use that tactic. Yeah. Because um, that's just not how I want them to think of their Heavenly Father one day, how He relates to them, too. Yeah. I mean, so there's just ways we won't parent, though they could get the immediate action we want. We just can't go there because it's not a reflection of the way the Father cares for His children. Yeah. And so some things are kind of off limits. And we'll ask each other that, too. Like, I'll be in a low moment. I'll use, hey, you know, she'll, hey, babe, do you, do you think you use shame a little bit there tonight? You know, and... Yeah, I think I did. And that's an opportunity to go talk to her about, yeah, why that was wrong and, and why we don't need to be ashamed and why there's forgiveness and grace. But, yeah. yeah. And there's, their brokenness is not a personal offense against you. I think that's been a big thing the Lord's had to teach me. Like, mm-hmm. it's ultimately, their God is after their heart. And, like, so for me, like, you know, to be so upset, like, they're sinful humans just like I am. But, like, um, yeah, so don't, don't be... Yeah, don't take it personal, like, when they sin, because they're going to humiliate you, you know, like, I just, I, that's just the truth, so, like, you know, that's going to happen if it hasn't already happened for you, but for me, I didn't realize, actually, I had such an anger issue until I became a mom, and just really, for me, I just really have to step aside for a minute, 
like when something really bad happens and just collect myself because there have been many times where I've disciplined out of anger and ugh, gritted my teeth and like, you know, then I have to go back and confess and repent because we're human. But so learn yourself. Like, so for me, I'm like, I just need to step aside for a minute and I'm going to be in your room in a minute. Please sit on your bed until I can come in and then Holy Spirit take over. <laughs> um, but, um, so yeah, I'm sure you guys could share about that, but confession and repentance, just normalize it. Like let's normalize it in our families. Um, one thing I was, I think too, that when you walk with them through the process of acknowledging your sin, confessing it to God, confessing it to one another and making it right, talk with them about that experience. Yeah. You know, like mercy, when you sinned again, when you did that against your sister, what were you feeling? I was feeling anger. My inside just felt, you know, ah. You can just see it in her body. Or, or like, why are you hiding under the covers? Because yeah. I feel ashamed. I know I did wrong. And I, I don't feel like others want to be around me anymore. And I just, and talk about those feelings. And then as they humble themselves and come, and I'm sorry for doing that. And then the other one extends forgiveness. I forgive you. I love you. See them come back together and talk about, hey, do you realize, like, how do you feel now? I feel good again. And yeah. you're like, walk through right. That's right. Because there's forgiveness. There's freedom. And the beautiful thing is, as you walk with them in these rhythms, of restoring relationship, asking for forgiveness, seeing restored, they'll actually start to do it on their own. Yeah. And we'll be like downstairs and we'll be cooking. And it's like, oh goodness, we're talking. We're like, all right, we're listening to it going on. All right, we're about to go up. And then wait, pause. Somebody recognizes what's going on. Somebody humbles themselves. There's a, and that just blows you away. I mean, it's not all the time, but there are those moments when they self-initiate, hey, I was wrong, please forgive me. And then you see them come back together. He's just like, yes, like walk with them. And then they'll begin to walk in those rhythms too because they know I don't want to stay in the spot. I don't want to stay angry. I love this person. Now it might take all day, you know, and you might have to enter in over and over again. But the beautiful thing is you're setting them up to understand how we can live in relationship with other people to where when things get hard, we don't just dip out on everybody. Well, you messed me up. I'm canceling you. I'm out. Like, no, like nobody thrives in relationships like that because we're all sinners. And so I think that's something that's really beautiful that'll start to take place as we walk with them. Yeah. And just like Jesus does in our life, like, hey, it's forgiven and it's over, you know? So like, let it be over. Like, let it be, if they ask for forgiveness and you've come back together and hugged, like, don't bring it up the rest of the day. And, or when dad goes, well, I wait till I tell you what Karis did today. Like, like, it's done. We've dealt with it. You know, I might, after they go to bed, share something that happened, but yeah, I just, it's, she's forgiven and we've restored that. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, we could talk a lot on that because we're, we're working in that a lot, um, yeah, just maybe two more questions before we actually maybe Stephen, maybe mm-hmm. we have a lot written down and we run, we're running out of time. What question do you think? Um, why don't we just end on the last question? Sure. So I'll ask you, Stephen. Um, yeah, maybe. And if anybody's interested in anything else that we had, we had some other questions in there. We're happy to give anything to you guys. But yeah, the last question to end on before we move to table discussion is what encouragement do you have for us listening Maybe who are feeling like anxious or overwhelmed with the task of leading your home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would pause. And, yeah, I think initially tonight I would say, like, nobody just comes out knowing what it looks like to, to walk in these things. Like, you know, it's starting somewhere. Like, what is like the one thing you want to take home from this tonight? Start there. And then give yourself a ton of grace that it's, like your kids figuring it out. If you're adding a new rhythm or you're trying to be more intentional, it might not be normal. So being okay that it's going to take some time. And I think just remembering the gospel in these things, like there were people of grace. Like, and so 
the grace that you're, you're wanting to extend to them is the same grace that you need as well. And so, so give yourself grace. Like these things take time. Uh, and, and I would say too, just ask lots of questions. Like the posture of humility will go so far. Observe different things. You're not looking for like the pinnacle human that does everything well. Just like, I mean, I see the way Jeff gets on the ground with Shiloh and says, hey, you want dad to teach you how to use the tools. And like, I see some patience. I'm like, I mean, I want to like watch him. I want to observe him. I want to pick his brain about that. Like, and so don't look for like the all-encompassing superhero guy to learn from or the person to learn from. Just, that's Jesus. Yeah, that's Christ. Like look in, into other people's lives too and, and recognize like, man, I see something there. Let, let me humbly go and ask about that. What does that look like? Um, and I, see, I think a posture of humility really will go a long ways. Um, yeah, and just, yeah, as we fell, just remembering like what my kid needs most is not a perfect dad. He has a perfect savior. He needs to see that dad needs that perfect savior just as much as he does. And that I go there all the time to, that, to our perfect savior. And there's grace, there's restoration, there's forgiveness. And I, I just think that'll, uh, that'll change things. And then just process the world and everything with them as they go. Like invite them into that journey. Um, you know, I think about Charlotte the other night. Uh, she was so discouraged in herself. And actually it wasn't even a sinful thing. It was like she kept on spilling things like tripping over, like just, she tripped and destroyed like a Lego house. And she's like, dad, I just am so disappointed. And just an opportunity to walk through, walk through that way. They're like, hey, I know you're discouraged. I know like dad's constantly messing up on things too. Our accidents happen and just helping her understand like we live in a broken world. Things are not gonna go the way we want them to go. Like things are gonna break. Things are gonna mess up, but that's okay. Like we'll rebuild it together tomorrow. We'll figure it out together. Like there is hope. Don't be crushed by that. I think just entering in in those little ways um, and helping them process these big questions and these big feelings um, in ways they can understand it. But the beauty is like, it's not a one-time thing. It's a, you have an opportunity over and over again. So if you mess up, like out the gate tomorrow, you're like, let me try something new and you blow it. Like, that's okay. Give yourself a ton of grace. Keep entering in um, and you'll grow. And and what you'll find is, uh, yeah, you'll you'll all grow together. Um, So. Yeah. Yeah. Anything for you, Mom? Yeah, just like I said this to myself, like God's giving you your kids. He knows, Ricardo, you are Sebastian's dad and you're the perfect dad for Sebastian and on and on and on. And like he's equipped you with everything you need. His grace is sufficient. His mercies are new. And we're just called to begin again, like right now, like right now, like as we walk down and pick our kids, like right now. Because he's after our hearts. Like, the goal is not, like, I have to remind myself, like, if you come to my house right now, it looks like it has blown up. It's just, this week is just <laughs> rough. And I can, I'm control, right? I had to remind myself, the goal is not laundry folded, dishes done, like, blah, blah, blah. It's like, the goal is, like, worship and presence with God. And the goal is, God, may I love you more and may I sin less today, today than I did yesterday. And, like, every single failure, like, just points us back, like, Oh, man, he's just after bringing us back to him. So, yeah, like Stephen said, start with one small thing. We love being learning from you guys. We're encouraged mm-hmm. by you guys. 